Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Happy Friday, everybody. We are officially, I know I've said this before, but we are really in spring now because it is 75 degrees here in Seattle, which is absolutely unheard of. If y'all haven't gone to Seattle yet, literally, we are the best place in the world for three months out of the year. Every other time of the year, you don't want to be here, but come now. It's a great time. <laughs> That's my little sales pitch for Seattle. Getting on to our current guest, Alex Rossman. He's very near us here in Portland um, from Rossman Media. This is going to be an interesting episode because Alex creates spaces for social media use, essentially. And he also has his own uh, media agency. So I'm super excited to jump into this, Alex. Thanks for hopping on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, first of all, I can share the feeling you have right now when the sun comes out this time of year in Portland, Pacific Northwest. We, I get it. So it's <laughs> uh, it's nice to have the sun come out. We went through this long stage of just rain like we're used to. And now it's, uh, I think it's supposed to be like 85 this weekend or something here. So looking forward to that. Dude, it's fantastic. Here in <laughs> Seattle, it's like, the first few days of sun, people just go crazy. Where everybody's running around, just euphoric. It's, it's oh, the yeah. best time of the year. I know. All right. <laughs> um, well, I told you before we got on here, we like stories. We like to hear how people got to where they are. Um, so why don't you take us back to the beginning of your real estate story? How'd you get into real estate? Yeah, happy to. Well, I, I think, you know, I don't know about the rest of your listeners, but it was by accident for sure. Um, you know, I, I've always loved real estate. And I think naturally when I was younger, my parents would always kind of drive us through the country and we'd look at all these houses and, you know, they would, you know, look into real estate for investment for them, for their primary home or just for for fun, honestly. And so that's really what got me into it at a young age. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, where I'm at today where real estate investing kind of fell into my lap accidentally, honestly, um, really through a, a need that we had with my company. Um, so as you mentioned early on, I own a media company. And you know, as we've seen, social media has really moved towards creating user-generated content where it's very authentic. It's not so much in a commercial space. It's in your own kitchen. It's in you know, a, a living room. It's in a, an office space. Um, and so we wanted to kind of create that for our clients where it was very authentic. And in doing that, we either had really two options. One, rent a space, um, which, you know, I think anybody listening would probably go, hey, if you could buy something, obviously that's the preferred route to go. Or we could go find something to buy. And that's where we would shoot content for our clients. And so that was the first, um, you know, kind of way we're getting into real estate, aside from our primary home, which I bought with my wife, which I'm in now. Um, but, you know, we, we, it was based off of a need. And so we ended up investing in a home in Lake Oswego, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a, basically a suburb outside of Portland. And we built it out to reflect almost every single room has a different feel, a different vibe. We have different backdrops. Um, but it still feels like a home, right? And so um, it honestly just fell into my lap accidentally. And it's it's been something now we're kind of building upon. 
and you know looking into really building a, a real estate empire through creative use, which is a definitely a new age way of looking at real estate investing. Yeah, man, that is uh, very such a unique um, method, and it's one of the, the main reasons that I love real estate. And is is there's so many different ways to go about it. There's so many strategies, so many business models that you can implement. Um, and so this is the first time we've had somebody on who's gone over this. I feel like this is a pretty new and unique uh, take on on special use um, real estate. And so it sounds like, and if I if I butcher any of this, just correct me. It sounds like what you're doing is you're buying properties, single family even, and then you're renovating individual rooms in that house or in that commercial property, whatever it is, to fit a specific use. If it would be like podcasting, you'd have a podcasting room or a yeah, pretty bad at social media, even though I shouldn't be because I have a podcast, uh, a TikTok room. I don't know, whatever, whatever the specific function is. Um, is that accurate to, to what you guys are doing? You, you nailed it. Yeah. We're basically investing in real estate and we, you'll see it even in the rise with like peer space. If, if anyone listening is, is familiar, like it's a place where you can, yeah, you can basically put your, your house up or a commercial space up for rent. It's, it's basically for commercial use or for artists or creators. So it's a great way to, you know, it's a great platform for that, you know, to get the property out to people that it, it, for its intended use. Um, but really, you're exactly right. I mean, we're investing in real estate, turning it into creative spaces that creators can then use because historically it's been very much, you know, you rent it out, you know, to a family or whatnot, you know, you have tenants. This is more so, you know, really, you know, renting it out for creatives to come in, like you said, shoot a podcast, shoot content for their brand or their small business. Um, and you'd be surprised the demand right now for that type of real estate. It's it's pretty wild um, to see how far just in the last year, two years that it's come where, you know, you put a space that's cool, that it's got some cool intricacies, cool furniture, cool aesthetic, and you're going to really get uh, a ton of interest from from creatives. Yeah. No, I, I love the idea. Um, and I feel like there's so many different applications in it. Uh, here in Seattle, dadus are a big thing because they just changed the laws where you can add detached units to pretty much any single family lot out there. Yep. Um, and in my mind, like changing a dadu to be very unique and, and fit this kind of function would be a good Great way example. to kind of uh, add a business to your property. Hundred percent, yeah. Even so much so, like with the podcast. I mean, having kind of a cool backdrop and an area where you know, even if you put that out in the marketplace and say, "Hey, for those of you who are doing podcasts, here's a space where you can use it for you know whatever rate that may be, hourly rate." Um, I think you'll you realize pretty quickly there's there's demand for it, um, especially as podcasts podcasts are continuing to increase in popularity. So, yeah, for sure. Um... So let's talk about the actual renovation because I, in my mind, I'm sitting here at my desk. You know, I've got a, I've got a, a virtual background, so I'm pretty low, bare bones podcasting here. You know, it still works, but when, uh, when you are renovating a property, what is it that you look to change in the unit, in the, in the room, or whatever it is, to make it fit that function? Yeah, you know, we're looking for more modern buildouts or or you know, really real estate that has that opportunity to to really, you know, have modern finishes. 
again, that's what people are kind of flocking towards. So things that we look at, you know, from an aesthetic standpoint is just kind of more, you know, mid-century modern type build out or excuse me, framework that we can kind of build out. Um, you know, again, we're looking at, you know, in terms of priority level, usually the kitchen is something that we really want to put and emphasize a lot of our time and attention to, um, because we see a lot of our clients and anybody else out there, food bloggers, things like that, that mm-hmm. want to use that space. So the kitchen like is a, a, commissary a big kitchen. point. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so definitely focusing in on that, um, you know, obviously as we're building out, you know, uh, you know, looking at windows and lighting is a really big thing. So, you know, skylights, you know, big back in the nineties, you know, still finding ways where we can kind of utilize space in that function is great because it requires less lighting. And again, this is a, a really different way and nuanced way of looking at real estate, but we look at it kind of from the lens of, you know, behind the camera, what is that going to look like? um with the finished product and do you add um is there any electronics technology that you add to the property to make it more functional i mean i guess for things like tiktok or instagram it's just their phone but is there anything that you add on the technology side um to make it fit better you know if we do it's like you know it's it's small things that that help with efficiencies you know electric, you know, uh, curtains, things like that. Um, you know, nothing too, too wild on that front. I think for us, it's more so making sure that the space has good lighting. It's, you know, appealing. It's, it's a space that people actually want to shoot out of. Like we had a, we really kind of trialed this out. Um, when we were in downtown Portland, we had rented a space and we put a bunch of very colorful furniture on one side. We had, you know, some pretty intense wallpaper and, and things like that. And, you know, people kind of want that aesthetic, right? They they want that ability to, uh, you know, shoot in, in places that may not be natural to them or, or what they're used to. Um, so just, again, finding areas where we can have cool accent walls and, and things like that definitely help. Interesting. Okay. And it sounds like you did this as a sublease. So you well, I guess it wouldn't be a sublease, but you leased a property and then used that as the space to rent to other people yeah. to, to do their shoots. Yeah, that was kind of our our pilot. That was our way of testing the market and really mm-hmm. seeing how it works. So yeah, we rented a uh, really a creative loft space in, in downtown Portland and really good lighting, You know, just your very typical loft, you know, brick walls. Um, you know, old wood floors. And we just really came in and renovated it, you know, put in new furniture, built out some areas that are kind of, like I said, geared towards um, kind of more colorful backdrops and things like that. And and again, it it worked. I mean, we were booked out pretty much every single day uh, for the entire year of the lease. Um, So what we realized is, okay, we're getting people from podcasters to small business owners that wanted to use the space mm. just for shooting content. And so we said, all right, now we're going to stop renting. We're going to buy and we're going to try that model again. And it's uh, it's worked as well. So I think finding cities also that are more creative. So Seattle would probably be a great one. Portland, good one. Any big city, LA, Austin, New York, um, I think really lends itself well to that kind of creative network. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I was going to say this probably isn't going to 
work in a small town in uh in north dakota but um in a big big city it'll totally good, good mix so how about rates what do you charge on a do you charge on an hourly basis do you charge on a daily basis how do you um how do you actually i don't know how do you structure it so there's hourly is one option what we're seeing a lot more of is full day rates or week rates or sometimes even monthly or multi-month uh depending on the scenario. Um, and, you know, the location, obviously, as we all know, it's location, 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 based on, you know, how that rate fluctuates. Um, our Lake Oswego studio, um, just to, you know, give it some color, um, you know, average kind of monthly is 58 to 6,000 a month, 5,800 to 6,000 a month um, is kind of a, our average rate. Okay. Okay. And do you, I guess, how do you mark? I mean, you're already in the space. You have your own social media company. I'm sure you're connected. You're well connected. So people already know you. But if somebody wanted to take their own property, um, yeah. you know, turn a portion of it into something really unique and, and inspiring and then rent it out to creatives, how would they get somebody to rent it? How do they, how do they market the property? Yeah, great question. I love that. And I would recommend anybody that has an extra space, you know, that you're willing to to rent out, whether it's your primary home or not, or like you said, ADU. Um, there's a lot of potential there. Um, what's worked for us is Peer Space is is a great platform. Um, again, it attracts that type of audience. Um, I would say Facebook Marketplace randomly is is actually pretty good. Um, you'll see Zillow even, you know, just for all kinds of reasons, but we're seeing a lot of kind of multi-use special use, uh, cases that come through Zillow as well. Um, and then I think just on social media, I mean, I would say most of the bookings that we got or have been getting, uh, have come directly through Instagram. So just posting cool photos, videos, resharing content, maybe from other users of the space, and that attracts naturally the, the same type of, of folks. And um, so I would just say, yeah, if you can identify a place in your home or uh, an investment property, uh, those would be the main platforms to go after once you've got it all set up. And, you know, I'll go back to the podcast side of things. You know, if you can have a room dedicated to podcasting, um, that is a huge area right now that we're seeing just explode. Um, one of our colleagues did the same exact thing in her house. She she basically rented out her full uh, uh, second bedroom. Um, and she says she rents it out three to five times a week. And so it's just, again, one of those areas of opportunity and untapped um, things that you just don't realize that are available to you. Yeah, man, that's really cool. Uh, well, thank you for sharing with us. Um, I really like, yeah. you know, I love hearing new strategies and this sounds like a, a fun new way to, to reutilize space that we are already renting out or already own, um, and create a new, new stream of income there. I do want to move a little bit before we move on to the, to the closing session. Um, you run a social media company and so you yep. are the expert here. So I want to talk a little bit about that, you know, real estate investors, um, the first thing that we that we do, you know, the start of the process is finding properties, finding capital investors, and that takes marketing. Um, and social media is the the number one way to market your business today. So, what are some tips? I don't know the top two, three t- tips that you could give the listeners on how to utilize social media for their their real estate investing company. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, with the rise of TikTok, with the rise of Instagram, being a presence on those platforms is so important. So consistency is everything, right? So being a thought leader, you know, just like you're doing right now, Gabe, is just getting the content out there more consistently, talking about things that are relevant in the space and building that credibility. And that's done just through this. I mean, it's done through content, but I think where the biggest downfall is of real estate investors or people that are trying to kind of build their following on social is the lack of consistency, right? Mm-hmm. They, they they start posting maybe once and then they fall off for a few weeks, a few months, and then they get back to it. It definitely takes a certain level of consistency. And so what I always recommend is blocking off five to six hours a week, you know, even less, and write down a list of different topics that you want to go over and just start shooting it. Have a few different pairs of clothes that you can change in and out of (laughs) and just start talking about those topics. And you can find relevant topics through Google Trends. You can find it through a program called BuzzSumo and just type in real estate and it'll populate. Even now with ChatGPT, like you can populate tons of topics like in real time. And so I think just that consistency is really important and making sure that you're staying true to it. And ultimately that is going to attract, you know, capital uh, partners, right? Naturally. And, um, you know, even so much, you know, with us, I mean, we're so active in the space that, you know, we've been able to get investors to buy into the creative real estate approach that we're taking because it's nuanced, it's different. We're talking about it. We're getting the conversation going. And naturally, you know, you can spread that message pretty far and that net can be cast pretty far um, just through creating content. Yep. I love it. And especially for, you know, whenever we talk about um, marketing on the podcast, I always, if you have an inclination for it, I say do a podcast because it's so easy to, you know, all you're doing is having a conversation with somebody awesome like Alex Rossman here. And then you can take that content, you can cut it up into a thousand different versions, and then you can post that on TikTok, on Instagram, all this jazz. But um, but I love to hear that consistency, definitely the hardest part about about any any social media. Is there a specific platform that you recommend or you feel has more relevancy in real estate? Um, TikTok, Instagram? I, you know, I, I love what you said, though, because, you know, you create something and then you can cross promote it among all platforms. And that's what I would recommend, honestly, because you really just don't know. Real estate is so widespread that you could take a piece of content like this, post it on Instagram, then go and take it and post it on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And you're just, it's going to attract a different audience, right? And so you just don't really know. So my philosophy is very omni-channel, right? Take a piece of content and spread it out as wide as you can. Um, With regards to real estate, Obviously, any platform that is more visual um, is best. So platforms like Twitter, believe it or not, are actually not going to be as appealing uh, in some cases. I mean, some they are, but I would say more visual platforms like a TikTok, like an Instagram, like a LinkedIn, which any of you watching this, start posting religiously on LinkedIn because that platform actually has the highest level of reach. So you can actually target specific real estate investors. Um, it's it's a great platform. So I would just say to your point, Gabe, try to create a piece of content that can really live on all channels. Yep. I love it. All right, man. Great, great stuff so far. It is time to jump into the quick question round. Are you ready? 
do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It starts with books or any form of education. Give me two recommendations, one for real estate, one for, uh, what's, what's the other one? One for general life wisdom. There we go. Love it. Okay. Oof. You know, I'm like one of those guys. I know this is quick answer here, but I, I like to go to YouTube and just start, you know, getting some video content. I would say anything that Robert Kiyosaki does on the real estate side, I, I really like his stuff. I think it's, you know, great way to kind of build a, an empire. Um, you know, I think on the life side of things, um, gosh, you know, the four hour work week, good one. Um, yeah, I think, I think those two. <laughs> that works. I, I bought the four hour work week when it came out and it's been sitting on my shelf forever. Um, I, I keep wanting to read it, but I've, uh, yeah, I've heard it's a good book. Good yeah. recommendations. All right. Next question is for your younger self. So let's go back to the Alex who is first starting his uh, media company, Rossman Media. Go back to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Keep going. Perfect. Man. I love <laughs> keep that. That going. is. I think the worst thing you can do is stop. You know, I think that's the the biggest, that's what creates successful entrepreneurs and ones that are not, they may have a great idea, but it's the moment you stop that, uh, that things fall apart. So just keep going. Yeah. I feel like that is the secret sauce. I mean, I I don't feel like myself or anybody I know in real estate is extremely geniuses or anything like that. There's no crazy special talent obviously we're we're relatively intelligent we're doing hard work but the key is just to not give up and just keep moving forward eventually you're going to hit where you want to go so love that yep Yep. you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable yep exactly yeah all right next question is for your business uh we live and die based on the people we work with so what are the first three positions you hired for and would you do it differently if you hired today yeah great question um, so I'm very visionary. So I, I knew I needed somebody that was more operations. So the first hire was an operations manager. And I don't think I would have done it differently because it helped to take my vision and put it into reality. So I think with any good business, you have to have a visionary and then you have to have somebody to, to integrate it. So um, I don't know if I would have done it differently, frankly. I think it was a, a good way to to balance both capabilities. And I think the best thing you can do, I know real quick, is to identify your strengths and focus on those versus trying to compensate for your weaknesses. Yep. Yep. I love that. Um, And it's harder to do because especially as entrepreneurs, we want to do it all. Um, When you're starting out your business, you just feel like you need to do every single little thing. But that's not the way to go forward. Um, The E-Myth Mastery, I think, is a book uh, I read a while ago, and it really goes into that. But focus on your strengths and then delegate everything else. Love that. Absolutely. All right. Next question is about the US. It's a big place, big world out there, a lot of square miles to invest in. So what is a metro, one metro that you're most excited about investing in today? Ooh, um, you know, right now, I I only know what I know. And I think the best thing for me is to, to stay kind of where I know. Um, you know, I'm probably not as advanced as some of the listeners here. Um, but what I can tell you is I feel most comforted knowing the locations that I know. So right now I'm going to say some of the outskirts of, of Portland metro area. Um, I think you're starting to see, and this is for most cities, a lot of people kind of migrate outside of major cities. Um, so I've identified a few just outside of Portland, Lake Oswego, which I had mentioned being one of them. 
Um, so yeah, I would say in and around Portland. Yep. Yeah. Investing in your backyard is the surest way to find good deals because, uh, yeah. You don't make stupid mistakes. I've invested in, well, I'm invested all, all over the country, but I've, I've chosen metros that I shouldn't have. <laughs> I'm so, sure. Uh, it's yeah. uh, investing where you know is, is you have a competitive advantage there. So I like that. Absolutely. Um, the next one is about finding deals. Uh, you know, every deal starts with finding the deal. So what is your favorite way to find good deals? I wake up every morning and I go on Zillow and I just scroll. And for me, it's it's tried and true. There's so many platforms now that you can tap into. And I know that. And I I don't claim to be, uh, you know, up to speed on all of the real estate tech that's out there. Um, But what I can tell you is that Zillow, especially if you know the area that you're looking at, is, is a great tool. Even just your local real estate agent, if you can tap them for some off-market opportunities, you know, pocket listings, you know, just kind of keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the markets that you want to focus on, I think is still really the best way to go. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it earlier. Consistency is key. And the same goes for marketing. If you just choose one way and do that thing every single day, you're going to find success. Um, You know, we do cold calling. People do letters, they do texting, they look at Zillow, whatever it is, talk to brokers. If you just choose your method and just really nail it down, that's uh, that will bring you the success you're looking for. Couldn't agree more. All right. Next one is for mentors. None of us are islands. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. So who is one mentor who has contributed significantly to your career today? Oof. You know, I've got to say... I have, I have two. Okay. So my dad, because he was always very entrepreneurial. So I, I learned a lot from him, as, you know, growing up just in my ear all the time, be your own boss, be your own boss. So that has really stuck with me and definitely has mentored me through different inflection points as an entrepreneur. Um, on the media side, you know, I got into the media world during 2016, 17, when Gary Vaynerchuk was was really big and blowing up. And so a lot of his um, videos really resonated with me at that time. So definitely a, a good mentor, uh, particularly in the media space. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in 2000, yeah, it probably was around 15, 16 when Gary was just everywhere. Whenever I picked up a phone, it'd be a Gary, a Gary. Like, hey, it's like, geez. <laughs> yeah. Out of nowhere. God. <laughs> But it's like, you know, it's some of the stuff you take some of those tidbits and they last with you. And now it's, you know, you know, there's so many great, you know, thought leaders out there. But, you know, I just remember really, you know, intently 2016 when I started my company, it was like, boom, immediately flocked to what he was doing. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, hard not to when you see him everywhere. That's awesome. Well, shout (laughs) out to your dad and shout out to Jerry for, uh, for helping Alex get to where he is. Uh, that moves us to the second to last question, and this is about your strengths. We are all gifted with gifts that we uniquely provide this world. So what is your Superman strength? I would say uh, empathy. And I know it's a it's probably not a common one, but I've gotten far so so far with just understanding people and what they're going through. And I think it's really easy to fall into the category of, leader, boss, manager, but sometimes getting down to the at the human level and really understanding the motivations of people 
and where they're coming from um, is really important. I think it's very much important also with real estate, understanding the motivations of sellers, right? Um, and I think, again, that that empathy side of me is is definitely um, what's kind of shined through in, in my career. Yep. It's all relationships. I love that. All right. That leads us to the very last question. This is for the listeners. I'm sure people want to reach out, get in contact with you, learn a little bit more about Rossman Media, what you guys do there. So what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? You can go to rossmanmedia.com. That's the marketing agency website. And you can follow me at Rossi Live, which is R-O-S-S-Y Live. Rossi was my nickname uh, growing up. So I've just kind of stood with it. Um, and then you can go to at Rossman Media um, on all social channels uh, for the company. Right on. Rossman Oh, one more thing, Gabe. Sorry. So Rossman Studios, if you guys actually want to see the real estate side of things, which is obviously I'm sure you do, um, at Rossman Studios is the handle or rossmanstudios.com. And you guys can kind of see the creative real estate and special use case that we're doing. Right on rossmanstudios.com or rossmanmedia.com. I'm going to put both of those links in the show notes. All of them. Throw a lot at you. (laughs) It's all good. If you guys want to reach out to to Ross or to Alex, sorry, um, click uh, the little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description and in there you can find both those links. Amazing. All right, Alex, that uh, wraps it up. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Thanks, Gabe. Appreciate it. Absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, at the Real Estate Investing Club.com. And if you guys want to support the show, all we ask is you give us a like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.